Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I won't let my body outweigh. Outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong. I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the new while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Cause you and I outweigh. Happy Saturday, Outweigh fam. Amy here. And my guest today is Blake. Blake and Beckerler. <laughs> Shoot. So I thought I was going to get it. But Blake, why don't you say it? It is a mouthful. It's Blake, Blake, and Beckler, but I'm so glad to be yeah, here. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you on. I learned about you through Kat Defada, who's a licensed yes, we love her. therapist that has been on Outway before, but also co-hosts The Fifth Thing on my Four Things podcast. And it was on one of those episodes that I first learned about you because she actually brought your friendship deck to my house and we did it on like as we Amazing. were recording. And so we're going to talk about friendship and eating disorder recovery. And I, I want you to talk about these cards too and why you came up with them, why you're so passionate about friendship. And then yes, how that ties into eating disorder recovery for you. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Well, I can start off first. Yeah, I'm one of the very many people that are in recovery. And I just found that you know, I look at, I, even in my work as a therapist, there's so many symbolic pieces of what happens, kind of the behaviors and the things that you do. They're so symbolic of, you know, hiding or withholding or not being honest or feeling like you can't really be your full authentic self, especially with your friends. And so I really wanted to create something that was like very easy and tangible and could be immediately brought into friend groups to start talking about the harder things and even talk about like, how do we care for each other? How, like, are there things that you need? 
that I don't know about? When you have a hard day, how do you like to be cared for? Because I think a lot of us assume that we know, but then when we hear from our friends directly, it's really great insight so that we can know, oh, when my friend is having a hard day, like she really needs me to show up this way versus this way that's more natural for me. So it's really fun. And it's been fun to see so many friends literally all over the country getting to have these really like rich, curious conversations. Yeah, I think sometimes our go-to is, well, this is what I would need when I'm having a hard day. So I'm going to expect others to do what I would do. And they might not know actually how to do that for you or you for them. And so this ignites that conversation. Absolutely. And so what would you say is one of the things, or I'm sure there's multiple actually, but let's talk about what pops up for people when it comes to friendships and eating disorder recovery. Like something that immediately pops into my mind is how I was the friend in my friend group or with some, I have different friend groups, but I was the one with the eating disorder. And I even put my sister in that group because she's one of my best friends. But I think of how my eating disorder affected them and their opportunity to enjoy food and really connect with me because I didn't have the capacity or the space for that. So it's interesting in recovery to now have Mm -hmm. room for it. So that's something that pops up in my mind that is very freeing in recovery is the the connection piece and the joy and the the bonding over a good meal. Like even Kat, I think of her and I met her in recovery. So she didn't see the side of me that was like, oh, well, let's just go get a green juice and that's all we're going to (laughs) eat. You know, but we were in New York a couple of weeks ago and her family has an Italian restaurant there. And it was so fun to just be able to go and order everything on the menu that looked amazing and try it all and still be able to engage in the conversation because my brain wasn't running a mile a minute thinking about what I just ate or how it's going to work out the next day or whatever the case may be. Right. I love that food memory. And I hope it brings people even listening, thinking about their own food memories of when they were, you know, in the throes of their eating disorder versus what they get to enjoy now. I do a lot of somatic work in my therapy practice. So I'm a big proponent of even starting to notice what it feels like in your body to be around certain friends. So even just noticing there are friends that feel so good and so safe to be with, I call them exhale friends. Like your body just feels like it can do a full body exhale and it feels really safe. And the beautiful thing is that our body actually changes. Like when we're we're in our window of tolerance, meaning, you know, therapeutic jargon word, our rest and digest functions are actually on so that we're able to, better enjoy food and be more social and exactly what you shared about at that Italian meal. Like you're able to be present and also taste the food when we're in those really anxious spaces or really hypervigilant, even both as the person with the eating disorder, but also the person, you know, like you explained the people impacted, you're not in that space where you're able to enjoy as much and just kind of exhale and be present. And So just noticing who are the people that you can be present with and that help your body feel safe, that's actually going to make it easier and more fun to eat and engage. And then who are the people that might bring up more anxiety around it, around or just anxiety in your body and noticing, okay, I can make some shifts. Maybe they're not the people that I'm going to do food related activities with. Um, So just being really like mindful and cognizant 
of who you're with, what your body feels like is always so helpful. You know, you mentioned listening to your body and I don't really feel like our bodies might scream at us with every single relationship we encounter. But sometimes if we just feel something, and this has nothing to do with eating disorder, recovery or food or anything, but if you feel something, what can we do to to pay attention to it or sort of test that out? Because I think sometimes it's like, oh, well, something doesn't feel right, but oh, well, like, I don't really know what to do with what I'm feeling. So I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, not ignore it because it feels weird to me to not be able to just you know, connect with certain people. And like, I start to evaluate, well, what's wrong with me? But maybe it has nothing to do with me. Gosh, I mean, I know that you said it doesn't connect with the eating disorder, but I look at all of these different parts of people who are, you know, who struggle with eating disorders. I look at the family system that they come from. I look at even just the act of disconnecting from your hunger cues or, disconnecting from fullness cues and not really having that knowing. And so when you are coming into recovery, beginning to have these little inklings in your body of like, oh, there's some tightness in my chest or my stomach gets really nervous when I'm around this particular person. I think it's so common for a lot of people to be like, that's just me. Something's wrong with me. Like I just need to get stronger or I need to, you know, just not be so sensitive. And what I think is actually the more beautiful thing to do and the more honoring thing is to use your sensitivity, like do not get rid of it. So much work is actually noticing there are certain people that your body will give you data about that are just not safe to be in relationship with. And we don't have to call them bad people. We don't have to call them toxic people. It's just for whatever reason. I mean, there are probably a lot of reasons this person, your body gets really tight around, gets really clenched around, and we get to listen to those cues. And certainly there's some times where I'm thinking of good friendships that I've had where that starts to show up. And there's something that you can do, like you can actually start talking to your friend about it. Of like, hey, I feel a little anxious when I'm talking to you about, say, this. Is that okay with you? Um, is there something that I need to know? Like you can have the... the to remember that you can have some candid dialogue with your friends about it if it feels safe. And certainly sometimes it's not. And knowing that will take courage to start, you know, to start those conversations, but they're so worth it. Yeah, that's huge. And I'm glad that you did circle back to the eating disorder piece because now that I think about it, whenever I was really deep into my eating disorder, I was numb to so much. So I don't even Mm -hmm. know that my Mm -hmm. cues were firing off to how I felt uh, yeah, probably in not. certain situations yeah. because I was just barely even mentally there. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. 
and of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I look at, you know, all of the behaviors of the eating disorders, like they are rooted in some type of wisdom. Are they good for you? Ultimately, no, but all coping mechanisms are rooted in wisdom. And so looking at, okay, it was probably really important. And you're, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, oh my gosh, I was totally disconnected, or maybe they're feeling that way now. Like there's probably a lot of wisdom and protection. And it was really important that you stay disconnected for whatever reasons. And then your recovery, it was really important that you start connecting these pieces and for other people to do that as well. Yeah. That's what helps release any shame that I felt around it. It's like, oh, wow, I was doing the best that I could to take care of myself during that season. And that was my way of coping and just having compassion for yourself and that even if it, it might be another addiction or thing you have going on, I have others in my life that have coped in other ways. And while it can be very frustrating knowing what I've been through and then opening myself up to knowing, wow, that was literally just their way of trying to deal with all of this stuff. Yes. It's our, we all have different ways to say, you know, to stay like safe and protected in this world. And for a lot of us, it was eating disorders. For a lot of us, it's different things, but ultimately it's all the same. So I love, yeah, I, I think that compassion piece is so, so important. And so thefriendshipdeck.com is where the cards yes. can be found. And I feel like this would be such a good gift for friends in your life or even just ordering it for yourself if you are journeying out of recovery and finally open to certain connection. Like you could use it with your friends, like invite some girlfriends over and be like, hey, 
or one friend and be like, hey, got an activity and we can yes. go through this <laughs> or gift it to some of your friends and see if that sparks some conversation because connection is something I was lacking for so long. And I'm about to enter three years of recovery and I Congrats. thank you. And I have been working really hard on being intentional with connection. And I feel like these types of cards are a beautiful way to do that, especially when it doesn't necessarily come naturally to you. Right. I mean, it's really, I look at it so much of like, so much of recovery was relearning to how to fuel and really nourish my body. And then also looking at the emotional nourishment, it's learning how to emotionally nourish and fuel my body and soul. And so that's part of what these cards do is just creating space for a connection. I think it is a great gift. It's a great thing to do for holidays too, because it's so busy. It's so hectic and there's lots of small talk, but to know like you can create a space, whether it's one friend or, you know, like eight friends and you can have these conversations and walk away being like, I feel so nourished. Like I know my friends better. They know me better. That just feels really important because I think connection is such a pivotal piece of recovery, like you're naming. Yeah, I love that you said emotional nourishment. I don't know that I personally mm -hmm. have heard that before. It makes sense. And maybe I've heard it phrased another way, but I love saying it that way. Emotional yes. nourishment. Maybe all <laughs> be open to that. Because I mean, yeah, that's something that's that it, I feel like get, at least for me, was turned off for so, so, so many years. What about the friendship deck being used with significant others? Is that a thing? Totally. Yes. No, it is absolutely a thing. I have played it and have had friends play it with partners. It is, it's meant to be a co-ed game. So certainly it's more, you know, female centric, um, but absolutely. It's been really fun to play with partners and spouses and even hearing, I think that men need this space too, to have space to be curious and thoughtful and hear things. I mean, it was, yeah, thinking a few weeks ago, getting to play around the fire um, with some great friends of ours and my husband it was so fun. So yes, it is absolutely all, all genders welcome. I mean, that's got to feel like a really cool moment, something you created and being able to share it in that way with your people. It's pretty wild. Sometimes I'm like, I am just proud that I actually finished something. When did you first have the idea? <laughs> like how many years ago? I probably had it around two, two-ish years ago. We were coming out of, we lived in Austin for just a year. It was so lonely. I mean, COVID was happening and I really, I was just seeing clients and I was like, I want to create something tangible that is off the computer screen that people can hold. And I just was thinking and hearing from working all over the country, hearing a lot about people having different friendships, having different friendship problems, not being able to talk about the problems that can be found in friendships that are really normal. And I was like, there's something here. Like, let's create something just for friends to talk about the good parts, the hard parts, the messy parts. Um, and so it took about a year to develop and it's here. I just went to the website and in bold, it says, if you're craving more realness and authenticity in your friendships, but don't know where to start, the friendship deck is for you. It is thoughtfully designed for you with 62 questions and three levels of increasing vulnerability to help guide you and your friends to greater intimacy with more ease. So I love too that there's levels because not every relationship is at level one, two, or three. 
Yes. We want to ease in. I did not want to create trauma bonding or someone feeling like, oh my God, I have to share my deepest, darkest secrets. And anyways, I really wanted to create something that was like safe and gentle to ease you and your friends in. And you're a licensed therapist. I know you've mentioned your practice a couple of times, but just reiterating that for anyone that I just like too, that it's designed with that type of thinking because you know what relationship you focus on that in your practice, you know, what emotional nourishment yeah. would look like in a, in, a, in a healthy way, with, like you said, without the knowing that like, Hey, I got to offer a level one. Cause I mean, even saying the word trauma bond, like some people might be like, I could really have that with a friend. It's a playful word, but it is a, it is something that can happen. of just feeling like going, you know, straight to the deep end and sharing all of this. And I'm actually a fan of really slowing things down so that you can build some emotional safety to hold the weight of your stories. My friend said to me the other day, she's actually been my friend since I was 13 and she lives, she lives in Austin and she just moved to a new neighborhood and was meeting some new friends. And she said that she is really moving slow though, because she's a very social outgoing person, but she's like, I don't want to microwave my friendships anymore. I want to basically put them in the oven and let them. He's going in the the crock pot, the (laughs) oven, like cook it slow. And I thought, oh, I had not thought of it that way. Because sometimes you just jump in to a relationship so quick and then you were like, oh, whoa, this actually probably wasn't a good fit for me, but it like got too, it cooked a little too fast. (laughs) Yes, yes. A big fan of just even slowing, yeah, slowing things down taking your time, knowing you don't have to become best friends overnight. And yeah, like any relationship, good friendship takes time. So be patient. It's yeah. Tough. <laughs> and along the same lines of that is recovery takes time too. So be patient with that. Yes. And I love that we were able to tie in recovery and friendship. And again, people can check out the friendship deck. The website is thefriendshipdeck.com. And then that just converts over to your website as well. So there's to my website where they can yeah. find find me. You can find more information about my practice and social media, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. You're on Instagram and TikTok and you're located in Charleston. Yes, in Charleston, South Carolina, which is so fun. I want to go there. Do you ever see the Southern Charm people? You know, I you see them filming quite quite a lot, and then you see all the places that they go. It's very fun. I love it. <laughs> Maybe you you need to get a friendship deck on the episode. They they could use some of that. They definitely could. It was cringy watching it this season. I was like, people, come, come on. on. I know. <laughs> well, Blake, thank you so much, and yeah, I'll have to have you on. This is outway, obviously, but I think that there's. A conversation here that we could do on my four things podcast as well. Would yeah, love so. that so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. Well, don't forget people, you can check it out. Thefriendshipdeck.com. Thank you, Blake. You got it. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.